in today's show. We're looking ahead to Friday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's look ahead in today's show on, uh, or not on, let's look ahead to the games on Friday. There are nine of them. And we'll start with the San Antonio Spurs, who have been hit with a COVID outbreak. They will be without Keldon Johnson, Derek White, Devin Vassell, um, still probably without Doug McDermott, although, or not probably, he will be. they will be without Doug McDermott, but they might get Lonnie Walker back. And there's a huge opportunity with two starters out and a replacement starter in Vassell all out that Walker will probably have to slide into a starting role. There is other options. It could be Bryn Forbes, it could be Trey Jones, it could be Josh Primo, it could be Keita Bates-Diop, it could be three of those guys that step in. But I want to see how Walker looks. Now, he has historically had a horrible fantasy profile because he's a high-volume, low-percentage player who doesn't get rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. But there's a big opportunity for that high-volume to actually be enough in this time frame. And then I'd love to see them give Primo a shot. Start Murray, and then put Primo and Walker next to him. I think they'll go with Bates-Diop in there. I think they'll probably go with uh, Trey Jones or Bryn Forbes over Primo. But I'd like to see him get at least a regular rotation role here and see what he can do. Big opportunity there. For the Sixers, Furkan Korkmaz has played well. Two games in a row. He had not done that for a while. In fact, pretty much all season. Still no Maxi, Still no Milton. So there's still another opportunity here for Korkmaz. They will welcome back Matisse Thibel. Um, while Danny Green may or may not play, he's questionable with calf tightness. Um, but there is an opportunity here for Korkmaz to put up some okay numbers. And maybe he's a streamer. While well, the Thick Hogsman... Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Harris has been down this season, but last game I thought he was really impressive. Let's see if he's able to keep that um, improvement in his form rolling in this game against San Antonio. The next game we look at is the Jazz. They're taking on the Raptors. We saw last game that Utah had to battle without Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside. We don't know whether they're going to be returning for this game. We know that Joe Ingles will be out in COVID protocols. So does Rudy Gay get a big bump with only Ingles out? Or did he get that large bump mainly because Gobert was out? I think it's mainly Gobert, but we want to see how Gay looks because he was pretty good in the game on Wednesday. And then Basmani man, Royce O'Neal, who has been bad for about three or four weeks. Turned it up a little bit without Gobert. I don't think he's anything more than a streamer for 12-team formats, but let's see whether he can get his season back on track a little bit. Well, for the Raptors, last two games for Scott Barnes, we've seen his um, usage really drop. Now, in the first one of those two games, he produced value across other areas. In the second one, he was pretty pretty disappointing 
uh, across multiple categories. How does Barnes fit in this starting fully healthy lineup? How does his usage look? Can he contribute in those other categories regularly? That's what we're looking for. While I also want to watch Pascal Siakam because he's been excellent over the last couple of weeks, really putting up great numbers. And if you did invest in him in, say, a pick in the 60s or 70s in a draft, I think you're being, uh, you're feeling pretty happy with the way that that's paying off. The Bucks and the Nets. Of course, there is no DeMarcus Cousins for the Bucks. Does that mean we're going to get a lot more of Bobby Portis? Or are we going to get Thanasis and Sandro Mamakelishvili playing that backup role? Will Giannis return? He would miss the last game with an illness. Uh, he could be back, but there'll be no Connaughton Hill, Allen, or DiVincenzo. So Jordan Wara gets that big opportunity. Nwora played 40 minutes on in uh, in Toronto, or sorry, against Toronto on Wednesday. And with all of those wings out, there is another pretty big role, I would imagine, coming for Nwora. While for the Nets, Kyrie Irving will be back out, of course. Do they stick with Claxton over Aldridge? Or do they need the extra scoring punch and put LaMarcus in there? That's going to be the big question for me as to how they run things. And will Bembry get that starting role back off David Duke, who started last game amazingly? Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Bembry was really good, racked up the defensive numbers. I'm not convinced that he will get that spot back or where they'll run with Bruce Brown or Duke. But watching Bembry, who was, again, really good in that game for the Nets against the Pacers, and seeing his role is important for deeper formats. The Timberwolves and the Thunder. Jalen Noel is playing really well, outplaying Malik Beasley. Will we see a situation where Noel gets more minutes than Beasley regularly? I'm not sure. It is trending that way, but that's what I want to watch. That would give Noel some deeper, you know, 16-team value, maybe 14-team value. Probably not for 12s, but watching that, how it goes. And then D'Angelo Russell's first game back was pretty disappointing. The shot was way off. Don't need to panic too much about it, but I'd like to see him have a good game as opposed to a bad game. Well, for the Thunder, we're expecting Aaron Wiggins to continue to start. But we don't know whether Dort will play. And if Dort does play, do they keep Wiggins in there? Do they keep Pokashevsky in there? Do they go back to the Robinson-Earl-Favors combination? Watching Wiggins' minutes and his production is key for me. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league player, but we always want to keep that eye on him. And then also, I want to watch Josh Giddy Because even last game with Shea back, he maintained a high level of aggressiveness. And he was pretty passive earlier in the season offensively. But has he figured this out? Is he being not the number one guy, but the number two player? Or was it mainly a factor because Dort was out that Giddy had to step up? Where does he sit if Dort and Shea play? How aggressive does he look? How often is he hunting his shots? And how often are those shots going in? I think they're the pretty big questions we need to see with Josh Giddy. But I don't have any questions about price picks because I know that price picks is the best NBA DFS prop operator on the market. But you might have questions. So what is price picks? Price picks is something you need to try. You're missing out. Unlike other DFS prop operators who have just the superstar players, uh, Price Picks has everybody from your bench scrubs to your starters. Everyone's there. Any prop you can think of, points or assists or steals or blocks or threes or even fantasy points, you've got that there on Price Picks. So go sign up, first of all. Use our code NBA and get 100% match deposit bonus up to $100. And then what you do is you get two to five different player props, smash them together into one entry, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And it doesn't just have to be basketball. You can do multiple sport entries as well. So go download the app or go to the website, use the code, get your entry in. Entries are fast, 60 seconds, and payouts are safe and easy as well. So go to pricepicks.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing Pricepicks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Ah, the old sound of a sale. 
There it is. That's another sale going through with Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. They can synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. That's shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Next game is the Wizards and the Bulls. Kyle Kuzma's been playing at a really high level. I've had multiple people ask me, hey, is this sustainable? And no, it's not. He's playing 40 minutes a night for the last three games. He's taking a ton of shots, and they're going in. None of that is sustainable. And it's because there's been no Spencer Dinwiddie, Rui Hachimura, Montrez Harrell, Davis Bertans, Aaron Holiday, Anthony Gill. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Bunch of these guys out. Now, I don't know whether we get Dinwiddie back, or Hachimura back, or Harrell back, or Bertans back, or Holiday back. They could all return. Hachimura, I'm less, less confident on. But I think Dinwiddie and Harrell are big chances to return. I think that's going to reduce... It's going to reduce Kuzma's um, playing time and reduce the usage that he was having because he was playing really well. I just think that's a big, big sell-high moment. And then Beal had been playing really well as the starting point guard. If Dinwiddie returns, does that drop Beal's production off? What are they going to do with that situation? I don't think there's much they can do. They'll have to start Dinwiddie. But what does that mean for Beal's overall numbers? Well, for the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan last game was actually pretty poor on his free throws. And one of the big driving factors of DeRozan's value is high volume, high percentage free throws. Let's see if he gets that back on track. We hope he does, and we have full confidence that he will. But if it does tend to linger lower, that does hurt what his overall production will be. And this has been a while since the Bulls played. They last played on Monday. Um, Alex Caruso is still going to be in COVID protocols. He had that foot injury, and now he's in COVID protocols. So there's more opportunity still for Kobe White, who's played big minutes, even though coming off the bench. And there is a real chance here for White to at least be a stream option. I don't know if he'll be that with Lonzo Ball back, but I would hold him for now, and let's just see where this goes. On to the Mavericks. They are taking on the Houston Rockets. Luka Doncic's ankle that he sprained at the end of Wednesday's game is an issue because he is listed doubtful for Friday. So that means Jalen Brunson gets that big boost. It helps Tim Hardaway get a boost as well. Uh, Frank Nilakina, Joshy Green, they get some extra minutes there as well. And then Muxy Kleber will get another start, I would imagine, without Christos Porzingis and a real opportunity for him to be a 12-team league option with the absence of both Porzingis and Doncic in this game. Well, for the Rockets, Christian Wood was really impressive last game. Is the Crucifix able to keep that level of production up against Dallas? Yeah, there's no reason that he can't. We'll see how they how they go with him. And then also, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Um, he's been very up and down. Good minutes last game. But you know, his production is waxing and waning quite a bit. I think he is a 12-team hold. But I wouldn't say that he's an absolute concrete, you know, absolute write him in with marker and never be able to erase him out of a 12-team format. But let's get a little bit more information from him in this game. The Kings and the Nuggets. Marvin Bagley, I assume, will continue to start. I assume will continue to play low 20s in minutes, and I assume will continue to be shitouts for fantasy. But he is going to get those minutes, especially with Chemezi Metu out 
And we don't know whether Rashawn Holmes is set to return from COVID protocols. Holmes has been out since the new year. So there is a chance that the six days are up and he can be back for Friday's game. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, last game, scored well and assists went way down. What is his role? Like, Are we going to see him more as that primary distributor? Is he going to take on more of that usage role? It's been very up and down under Alvin Gentry, and last game threw a bit of a spanner into those works. Well, for the Nuggets, last game we saw Monty Morris come off the bench and play really well. I would expect him to slide back in and be the starter over Faku and be a 12-team league pickup, and that probably makes Faku a drop. Well, Aaron Gordon is listed as probable with a non-COVID illness. Um... He's playing a little bit better, Gordo. Still probably just a back-end 12-team league player, but let's hope that he can do a little bit more. While for the Atlanta Hawks, last game they brought Kevin Herter, fan of pants, off the bench. He played a lot of minutes, but we don't know whether Bogdanovich will play, whether John Collins will play, whether Trey Young will play. And what does that mean for Herter's value? Is he worth holding? For the time being, yes. And I also want to watch Onyeka Okongwu, because last week, last game, Okongwu played 22 minutes and Capella played 26 that's getting awfully close to a minute split. Are we going to go back down that route? If we get a 22-26 again, then Okongwu is a 14-team league player. For the Lakers, Malik Monk is playing a ton, and he's playing well, and he deserves to be on a 12-team roster. So if he is available, go and grab him and see where you go. But Stanley Johnson, they've signed him to another 10-day. Will they put him back starting over Trevor Ariza? I, I would imagine so. But will he be useful for any sort of fantasy leagues outside of deep ones? Probably not. On to the Cavs and the Trailblazers. Kevin Love, we've seen his minutes step up recently, but there is a chance that the Cavs are going to welcome back some players. One of those being the Discman, C.D. Osman, and also maybe the debut of Rajon Rondo. So does the appearance of Osman and Rondo impact Love? As dumb as it seems, they play different positions. Yeah, possibly, because it means that there's fewer minutes or, or we don't need to exclusively play Markin at the three. And then that might push Markin a little bit more into the front court and they can preserve love a little bit more. So just watch on that one. And then what impact does Rondo have? How many minutes does he play? What does it mean for guys like Lamar Stevens or Brandon Goodwin who've been playing some decent enough minutes um, for this team of late? I'm going to tell you though about Built Bar because you know what it is. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is like the candy bar, but it's good for you. It's high in protein, it's high in taste, but it's low in calories, it's low in carbs, it's low in sugar, and it's low in fat. So get your Built Bar, whatever your favorite flavor. I don't care. I won't judge. Actually, I will. Cookies and cream is the best flavor, but get other ones. Try them. Coconut, raspberry, orange, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. Plus, they're throwing out special edition flavors all the time. And we know that in the new year, we're always looking for new things to do and for new year's resolutions. And one of those should be get your sugary treats and chuck them in the bin. Kick their ass out of your house and replace them with Built Bar. So go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you save 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. All right, let's look at some back-to-back -back streams now for Friday and Saturday. Not many teams have that combination. Um, we're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. So Jordan Wara, really good stream there for the back-to-back. -back. Where's Matthews? maybe for deeper leagues. And then for the Jazz, we're looking at Rudy Gay. And then in deeper formats, Trent Forrest. Now, this is all going to change. If Hassan Whiteside's available, your Jordan Clarkson's available, you stream those guys in. Um, for nine category leagues, just for Friday, Chetty Osman, if he returns, really good value there. Um, I'd be grabbing him and seeing what happens. Uh, Maxi Kleber, good value. Uh, Lonnie Walker with the absences, worth grabbing and seeing what that, that looks like. Marvin Bagley is just a stream if you're looking for rebounds, really. Uh, Jordan Wara, I mentioned already. Nasir Little, Bryn Forbes, 
Rudy Gay, Keita Bates, Diop, and Damian Jones. And then for deeper leagues, you can consider all of those above-mentioned players. And also KJ Martin, DeAndre Bembry, Dwight Powell, Trey Jones, Derek Jones Jr., Kenrich Williams, Furkan Korkmaz, Stanley Johnson, Bones Highland, the big stiffy, and James Johnson. And in points leagues, we're looking at Simons. Can't believe he's still available in over 50% of leagues. Grab him. Uh, Pat Beverly. Come on, guys. Marvin Bagley, Malik Monk, Dorian Finney-Smith, Lonnie Walker, Nicky Claxton, Chetty Osman, Monty Morris, and Jordan Nuwara. That will do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give it a thumbs up if you're here on YouTube as well, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Just, just as I finished recording that, news for the Jazz dropped. Rudy Gobert is positive for COVID-19. So Rudy Gay gets a huge boost there. Donovan Mitchell also out. So we're really looking at Clarkson. We're really looking at Gay with some significant value there. And that Trent Forrest stream actually does pick up some value. So um, Clarkson's actually questionable as well with some back issues. So the Jazz is getting smashed at the moment. There could be some real value for Hassan Whiteside as well if he is able to clear through his... Um, COVID or concussion protocols. Mike Conley is out. Boyan Bogdanovich is out. There is tons going on with Utah. So Rudy Gay, a huge, huge ad. Um, yeah, Trent Forrest, pretty good ad. Jared Butler is going to have some real value there as well. And maybe Hassan Whiteside. So I just thought I'd chuck that in because that did just break just as I finished recording that. All right, let's go again. Thanks for watching, everyone. See ya.